wanted to recap a couple of the shows that we've done. The Stephen Queen 917 show, huge, huge show. So much Huge fun. reaction. Our biggest numbers that we've ever had. I, I'll be honest with you. I thought uh, it wasn't one of our better shows. Jerry recognized you recognized it, and 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 Sam Cabiglio. Everybody said this is one of the better shows. I just thought I was off that day, but a, a gigantic show, and uh, and uh, people uh, reaching out to me from as far away as Germany to uh, talk about Porsche 917s. I'm doing an interview with some German TV show, which I said yes to. I usually don't say yes to any of that stuff. Funny that you said you were off, because every time you say that, I think, no, you were doing great. Oh, like, no, I was way off. No, way, you were way fantastic, off. particularly talking about the car and how you found it and getting in and all of that stuff that you were central to in the 917. And thought, yeah, yeah, and Jerry, it's just so great to listen to Jerry, though. Yeah. I mean, I could just be quiet and listen. I listened to that show, and Sam has got such incredible stories. Sam Cabiglio, who's Jerry's car consigliere, just, he found... He just knows how to tell a story, and, you know, it's funny. I was reading the listener comments, and these the, the, these drag racing guys were like, I can't believe that guy Sam was talking about this drag strip, and, and stuff I didn't even remember from the podcast. And then the, uh, you know, the chemistry you and Jerry and I have, it was just fun. It was really fun. We're going to do more of those. Jerry had a great time. We all had a great time. We're glad you guys liked it. Um, and then this uh, stolen car show, this 87 <laughs> stolen car show, right? I won't, you know, I won't go. We just did, I think, 20 minutes on it. I'm not going to do the same 20 minutes. 20 on recorded minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Frankly, not my best 20 minutes. So it's good because now you're going to get the shortened version of this. Here's here's, uh, element top line number one. The 87 is better than I remember it. I looked at it in the hangar the other day. Uh, uh, Your guy, Mark, killed it and the detail. It really is perfect. And I don't know how that guy didn't crash it. But boy, are we lucky. And now it's even in better condition. And it's got a great story with it. And right? we got porn tapes. And if you see us in the 87, ask us and we'll show you the porn tapes. We'll, we'll let you take a selfie with them. Right? Fat ass girls and monster <laughs> booty seven. Yes. Um, we have to again thank LAPD and Beverly Hills uh, Police Department. Did that? So, so you never really answered my question. Did uh, You said it would cost money to have your car stolen. Did uh, they charge you? Actually, our friends at the Beverly Hills Police Department were kind enough to waive the administrative fee within the police department for us. That would have been $179, but I did have to pay tow and impound, and that was something along the lines of $500, give or take, a Hyundai. Yeah, it's not So it costs money to have your car stolen. It costs money. When we find this guy, because we think we know who this guy is, are we going to try to get that money? I think what we want to really do with this guy is see if we can penetrate his illness. <laughs> see if we can get him better, make him a human. You know, I love these human projects. I like I'm behind the, this. Yeah, I like this idea. I think that so this, you want to. This is what we talked about. We want to get this guy a bed. We want to get him in rehab and make him a productive member of the Porsche community. Me primarily. So when we're on the Porsche in Malibu, someone asks, how did you guys meet? I can go, well, sit down. I'm going to tell you a story. That's right. <laughs> and we know he's a wheel man. And so we know he can, he can <laughs> he drive. Can drive. He, right. Right. Do you think he would, uh, if he got clean, do you think he would still like uh, the porn, the fat-ass girls and all that stuff? I think it's deep in those two neurons that, <laughs> that, that fire. <laughs> I think it's always going to be there. Well, let me tell you how deeply this penetrated my life. In my spin class, as you know, I uh, go occasionally to Soul Cycle, and I have an amazing teacher there named Gina, who teaches in Santa Monica and Brentwood. She's great, and I, uh, I spin with the ladies of Brentwood, Zuckerman. They inspire me. They work oh, hard. I bet they do. I'll be honest with you. They are better 
better than me at spinning. I sit in the back row because uh, I just can't keep up with them. But it's a it's a good workout, and uh, they lock the doors, and I can't get out. Unlike that Peloton that you just you can walk away and go get corn chips and chili. It's not watching you, or maybe it is. I don't know anything about it. I need that. I need the doors locked. And Gina is an amazing teacher. But Gina at the at the podium today says, "Hey, Spike waves to me in the back." I heard about your car getting stolen. She knows the whole story. The spin teacher. Everything's okay. I'm like, yeah, it's great. I'm trying to yell over this. It's fine. You know, did they, they do anything to the car? No, the car's great. You got to check out Spike's podcast. You got to check out Spike's Instagram. She's giving mm, me all these plugs good attention. to the ladies of Brentwood who are kind of looking at me and shrugging, going, okay, yeah, not exactly my thing. And then she goes, uh, she goes, what? They didn't eat in it or anything, did they? And I said, oh, a little worse. And she goes, what? So apparently she didn't know most of the story. I said, well, they were uh, smoking meth, some gasps from, you know, because, this, you know, again, this is the ladies of Brentwood, right? This isn't me and you having coffee on the porch in Malibu I think, talking like guys. I think they were gasps of titillation, personally. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I think. And she says, uh, oh, God. And then she said, uh, anything else? What Did you find anything in there? <laughs> and I said, yes, but... I'd rather not bring it up. She goes, what, what, what did they find? And now everybody turns around. Now I'm on the spot. And I said, well, you know, a bag of pornography. And he was doing some other stuff in there. And then they're all, they all go, oh, <laughs> not really laughing. That was just your- aghast. <laughs> I don't think so. I think that was your entry point. You think, <laughs> of course. You think, they, you think the ladies of Brentwood. Yes, in their lives, they need something like this. The idea of they love this story. Yeah, meth smoking and porn. And if you had added that he was running, you know, a little business out of there with his girlfriend, um, I'm sure that uh, there would have been one or two that wanted. Wait, now wait. What more. girlfriend? I don't know they this were, detail. There's a girl in the car as well. I'm assuming because there was. Oh, I think this was a lone venture. Okay, why were there girls' booty jeans and a and a girl's top in there? I think that's and his there, thing. He, and there were you girls. Know, you think? Oh. I think he takes off his clothes and turns into the girl. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and he goes back and forth. I mean, this is a, a meth head, a meth head who can drive a car, for heaven's sakes, and take care of a car. But he's in la-la land, right? Weren't there mm-hmm. weird furs and... Uh, yeah, I'm, I I mean, I, who has a DVD player without a DVD? I mean, DVDs without a DVD player. I, I would not be surprised if he did something... In the car that he shouldn't have been doing, like you. <laughs> yes, there you go. Well, that came up, that this man was smoking meth and masturbating to porn covers. <laughs> right? And ladies' clothes, <laughs> ladies' booty shorts. And then my spin class began. But look at how deeply this podcast has saturated into our culture. Pretty wild, huh? I like that. That it that was, would come up. And, I, and I, I'm not kidding. It's 99. It's about 60 women and me and occasionally like Bradley Cooper and then sometimes Judd Apatow when his wife drags him in. It's just you can kind of hide in there, right? I couldn't today, but you usually can kind of hide. You're a bottom shelf spinner. What do you mean? What does that well, mean? Like, like booze. This bottom shelf <clears throat> booze. You're in the back. You're on the bottom shelf. I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, in, I'm telling you, I'm admitting I'm just not good at it. I don't aspire to be better at it, and I'm kind of comfortable in the background. I was really happy. You know, people were really, really cared about our car, and there was yeah, a lot of nice? outreach of real friendliness and, and 
happiness that we got the car back without getting fucked. We've got Tom Papa on the show in a minute, who's sitting in our new green room here at Hangar 56. We're not ready for him yet, though, Tom. Sit back down. Before that, it's time for Watch of the Week, sponsored by Crown and Caliber. Our guys, Zuckerman. I love those guys. You remember, you had a Crown and Caliber watch. It was a gold date just, and yes. I bought it right off your wrist. That's right. I get these watches every once in a while uh, to test drive from Crown and Caliber. And oh, don't put a napkin in your nose, Zuckerman. Well, please. I'm trying to throw you off. <laughs> you know I try to do that, but don't. you do that to me. We're talking about our sponsors, Crown and Caliber, who uh, are sponsoring Spikes Car Radio now. And uh, the watch of the week I have in my hand right here. Look at this watch right here. Check that out. This wow. is reference 116610. No one knows what that means. I know what it means. What? It means it's a Hulk Submariner. That's right. Hulk Mariner. Hulk Mariner. The Hulk Mariner. Because it's green. green. Yes, green bezel, green dial. These watches, I, I don't like that name. I don't think Hulk Mariner really works for this watch. I call it the Green Monster Mariner. I like greeny. You know what I'm saying? No, you yeah. don't. You're not from Boston. The Green Monsters Isn't are left field. Yeah, left field. By wall. the way, you know, the dog track was called Wonderland, wasn't it? I don't know what that has to do with this commercial. Because I'm thinking for- of Boston, and I watched this <laughs> I watched this movie with Mark Wahlberg last night. We're already Spencer. way over. They, they paid for a 60, and now we're already a minute into this, and we haven't even got to the crown and caliber okay, part. Okay, go. Let, let me just go, do it. Go. This green watch, what it represents to me, Zuckerman, why I've picked it as watch of the week is... My love of Boston, my love of the Celtics, my love of the Red Sox left field wall, the green monster. I don't know if it's just because I'm old now, but I'm really identifying with my Boston Irish roots. And this watch represents it from crown and caliber. And as you've said, we've been working with these guys for an awful long time. They not only sell watches, they buy watches. Each watch is certified pre-owned with a one-year warranty and Zuckerman and I both love these guys. So there it is. Watch of the week. The Green Monster Mariner. Go to crownofcaliber.com. They have a couple of them up there. You want this watch. So now we got Tom Papa coming out of the green room. For a second For the time. second time. Here he comes. <laughs> Woo! Some applause. He's got a new Netflix stand-up special called You're Doing Great. Tell you're us doing why great. you called it You're Doing Great. I read why you call it You're Doing Great, and I liked it. You tell everybody, and I'm going to go blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I really got the name. The audience really named it from my tour over the last couple of years because I was touring around the whole country, and you started to realize, I started to realize, that people are dealing with a lot of anxiety, and people have this overwhelming feeling, even though they're working really hard and taking care of their family, doing everything that they're supposed to do, they have this feeling like they're not doing enough and they feel like their life is uh paling in comparison to everyone they see on social media and i realize people need to understand that life isn't supposed to be that great <laughs> lower that's a theme we have yeah, yeah. lower your expectations yeah. i mean a simple life is really a pretty great life yes and it's not to to take the air out of it it really that is what is yeah. of value and I just started telling people, like, you're doing great in the middle of the show. And people were coming up to me after the shows and genuinely were thanking me. Yes. Like, thank you for saying that. It is good. And it recalibrated. And now since it's come out on Netflix, people are really responding in this 
really great word of mouth way. It just kind of spread. And all the messages I'm getting are, it's hilarious, but more than that, I really needed to hear it. Yes. Which is such a bizarre thing. That's what I thought when I read it. Yeah. Because we're all up in our own heads with our problems. Yeah. Thinking this is... And it's like... Um, as Right? As grown And you're just pointing out, this, this is okay. This is just the way it is. This is it. It's such <laughs> a simple and obvious insight once you say it. That's right. why it resonates. No one has figured it out. <laughs> and then you stumble along and, <clears throat> and state the obvious. Yeah. And I, I, it came from me feeling it. Like, yeah. I, I'm a victim of it, too. You know, since social media hit, it's like, wait, now I'm comparing myself. It used to be you compared yourself oh, to you people in your that. community. Yeah. And now you start to see everybody else's whatever. Mm-hmm. And and most of it is fake anyway. And you just get into this thing. It's like, wait, take a deep breath. Calm down. You, you know, I, I really got the attitude from my grandparents who lived through the Great Depression and World War II and all that stuff. And these people, my grandmothers were like, oh, yes, so someone died at school? All right. That's, that's pretty bad. What are you going to do for dinner tonight? Yeah. Like, let's go. We, we, I get it. Yeah, right, it sucks, right. but let's, let's go. Let's, we're only here once. Yes. Let's enjoy it. Let's go. And this is what it is. It's not supposed to be like blissful happiness 24 hours a day. It's supposed to be just a simple life. You do your work. You take care of yourself. And you're actually, if you look at it, you're doing pretty great, especially when you have there the time to listen to a comedy right. special you know you're all right yeah I can guarantee anyone that's listening to it is doing all right you're not out there you know fighting stuff in the jungles you're not in under a, under a bridge somewhere right you're doing pretty or great. today when we're all talking about this coronavirus yeah right exactly what are you thinking about coronavirus tom papa you came in and you kind of joked, I'm not going to shake hands with you. Yeah, and you're but the were first. You, were you really doing that for real? Yeah, or? I think you're the first people that I've done it with, and, but I think I'm going to start doing <laughs> you it. You liked it. Yeah. You did it with us, and it, he likes so it. So you yeah. think that... It's awkward because I'm very affable. I, I like hugging people. Uh, Do you I'm worry about... I'm a very touchy Italian person. But uh, do you worry about germs? Are I, you a German I'm guy? I'm not. I'm not. He's Italian. He's not Jewish. I'm not. I was a little Germany in the beginning of my stand-up career when I would travel around. Sure. Right. <laughs> and then I started thinking I can't live this way. And once I had kids, that oh, really helped. Yeah. It. I was like, it's not about me. I'm fine. I'll yeah, lay yeah. On, I'll lay on a bedspread in a hotel and move the curly hairs to the side and watch TV. I don't <laughs> right. care anymore. I really am not Jeremy. Right. Um, so but, where but did this? Listening to, I was listening to the Daily on the way over. Okay. Uh, the New York Times podcast. Yes. I was giving all the details of like real in depth of, of every story. It's a great podcast. And I was. Is it recording? And I was really realizing that uh, I was just listening to it. And this, they had an expert on, and it's like, look, it's it's pretty serious. It's gonna. It's serious. Mm-hmm. It's spreading really quickly. <clears throat> uh, here's what I got. You want to hear my little yeah te- game of telephone? Go ahead. Uh, Kids don't get it. Right. Children aren't getting it. That's um, that's people, all I cared about. I know. Right. Exactly. I would rather my die. Kids, my kids are so funny. Like kids on social media now, they're just like, "Yay, pandemic!" <laughs> yeah. yeah like raise the roof, and like they're just making jokes. But imagine we were talking about before we started recording. Yeah. <laughs> all the old people die and leave the kids. It's like a movie. It really right? is a perfect it's setting for a movie. <laughs> people from thirty up are getting it, yeah. and they and all die. It's and Logan's then, Run. And yeah, yeah, they solve global warming and love each and other. And there they go, and they take care of each other. It could be the best thing that happens it really could be yeah yeah the planet really understands it Mm -hmm. uh but 
Yeah, so kids over, I mean, kids aren't getting it. People over 30 are getting it. The most people who have died from it are older Chinese men. In China. Right. It, you know, people that were old, old men are dying of it more than um, old women. Any old women. And people that have respiratory problems. Right, say, right. Smokers. goes into the thing. Yeah, smokers, <clears throat> that's not a good thing. Uh, so, so, yeah, so that's it. And the, the death rate is around 2%, which is pretty high. Like, twenty the flu, it's 30. like 0 point whatever right, right. percent. This zero, is zero, two. two. So, they, this is the scary part that they said. Two, two more scary things. Uh, one is that um, there's a good chance you won't get it, but there's a good chance you'll know someone who died from it. Oh. And the other part was, this reminds this guy, this expert who's covered all these diseases, um, of the 1918 uh, pandemic influenza. influenza. And that Ooh. killed a whole bunch of people. Millions. <laughs> and, yeah, and he said the, the thing about that is they got through it now, like this time of year, uh, and it killed a certain amount of people. But then it goes dormant in the summer because it's hot. And then it was when it came back again in the next fall winter. That's when it did all of the damage. Right. So it looks like it could be a pain in the ass for a bit. But obviously, medicine a little different in 1918. Medicine different. Respiratory stuff. Red Sox different. won the World Series in 1918. Wasn't all bad. Wasn't that the Black Sox? <laughs> no, that wasn't the year they threw the World Series. No, no. Yeah. I mean, we'll, that we'll was their last later. win. That was their last win. You're making. Be confusing it with black <clears throat> Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so it's pretty scary that it can spread like that. If you're healthy, you could get it, and a lot of people are getting it and not even – you can't even tell because it doesn't have that big of an impact. It'll just seem like you've, you could have, like, the flu. And, and Do you know we've been know. frightened so many times by these diseases? Totally. Remember Mad Cow was going to give all of us – yeah. What about killer bees in the seventies? The killer bees, <laughs> the, killer bees the swine the flu, cow, the bird <clears throat> flu, right? Legion a lot of it. Disease. Very few of these things actually. I I End was up. I was telling Zuckerman I was at, uh, I think it would be sixteen years ago. Sarstock, yeah. the Rolling Stones benefit to benefit Canada uh-huh. with a million people. I was roadieing for my friend really? in guitar. Walking around in the middle of SARS, right. <laughs> I had no thought of it. Didn't made a fly. I flew right to Canada, yeah, and yeah. then it just disappeared real fast. You know, yeah. I'm still I get skeptical of this stuff. I'm skeptical too. I mean, the numbers don't lie, right? So that, but it's it's that's why I was listening to it so intently. Is like, well, how do I put it in perspective to? other stuff mm-hmm. that I should be afraid of just in life. Yes. <laughs> like I can get the flu, <laughs> you know, I can, a lot of things can go. Well, your odds of dying in a car accident or you right. know, the very fact that 150,000 people die every day in the world, right. you know. That's the thing. It, and it's, it's like when you look at it, it's like, all right, so if you travel and something happens and you get it, yeah, yeah. you know, you'll probably be okay. <clears throat> right. Um, but if you spread it and then your in-laws come over and then you might kill your mother-in-law, <laughs> insert joke there. <laughs> Of course. You know, the guy that I keep thinking about is this story, and it and maybe by the time this uh, is posted, it'll be figured out. But there's yeah. the guy in Northern California who supposedly spontaneously got coronavirus. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, they and don't here's know my theory. You want to hear a real crazy theory? I don't <laughs> okay, really believe this. Hear okay. Yeah. You know how everything is managed, uh, manufactured in China? 
Yes. It's, it's coming with germs on it, it. Yeah, all the stuff they're shipping to us Germy. with Amazon is coming oh. with the virus. Oh. And this guy opened his uh, his headphones his or whatever he got. <laughs> he was so happy when he saw the and smile. He put them on, on and he touched his mouth, and now yeah. he spontaneously has coronavirus. Yeah, well, put I that mean, on your put, conspiracy yeah, spread sites. That, let's, let's spread <laughs> that rumor. 90% of our goods are manufactured in China. This yeah. is all uh, yeah. a long way of saying this is good news for you, Tom Papa, because. Because you're doing I, great. Listening on the way over here, people are going to just be staying in. Netflix, dog, boom. Yeah. Last two days through the roof <laughs> because you can just sit at home and watch. Tom Pop is special. You're doing great. Yep. Even if you have the coronavirus and you're laying in bed, if you see it, you're going to feel better because Tom will say, you're doing great. Yeah, you, you're, you're, your workplace <laughs> is going to make you stay home for two weeks. They're going to pay you. I'm you're not doing lying. Great. No, so everything that has to do with home, Peloton, everything's going up. Yeah. And everything that's travel and hotels and the rest of it is getting creamed. I know. I'm hoping that uh, it doesn't mess with my tour. When what is it, your tour start? I'm What's in the middle of on? it now. I'm all over. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on tour now. This week I'll be Wuhan? in Washington State, and then I go to Wuhan. Then I go to Italy, this little place in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to go through Africa. Albania? Oh, no. Those are all the hot spots. Yeah, they're There's all... like nine cases there. <laughs> this is horrible. I know. So, I, you know, but uh, I was traveling last weekend, and there were very few masks in the airports. There wasn't a lot of uh, people... If you put a bandana on your face, are you okay? Like like a cowboy? Is, would that do it? Because they're selling out of these masks. It's probably there was a there was a chart right? about beards that uh-huh. beards are bad, right? Unless it's are bad. Oh yeah. <clears throat> unless it's really sealed around your mouth, that N95 mask. Right. Forget it. You're not Forget gonna. It. None of us are are trained in bio warfare, <laughs> and know. we've all seen the virus movies. <laughs> I know. And it, you remember the little yeah. slit in the suit, and then the guy goes. <laughs> And he dies. Like you're telling me, these people we see on planes know what they're doing with germs. They touch the outside of the mask and put their finger in the air. They're all dead. Once, once they said it, it, it spreads through coughing, I'm like, oh, forget it. I mean, yeah, all these sneezing. grown-ups, everyone's coughing. No one covers their mouth. This is no, like, you know, no. It, maybe it's going to call the herd. I, <laughs> maybe. I yeah. like the Peloton, by the way. You do? Yeah. Tell me why. It's been motivating me. I, I, you do. I am. I I think it's so intimate with the guy on the screen, yeah. my teacher, that I see him as a real person, and I look forward to getting in there and doing it again, like with that guy on that class. So Can you he see- broke the home exercise <clears throat> barrier. That, that- they might have. They, so they many have. people have. It's my pretty- brother Wally, of all people, is doing it. He's a guy who's never been to a gym in his <laughs> life. <laughs> right. Howard Stern talks about it all the time. I'm too. over. I just I just reached a <clears> hundred. 100 days, 100 wow. workouts on it. You, they give you a little badge. It's Can they see you? If you don't put tape over the camera. <clears throat> oh. There's a camera. Yeah, they can see <laughs> you and you can see them, but I cover it up. And, and I don't we'll, do the live classes. I and so them. what, from their perspective, where they're sitting in some studio somewhere, what do they see? A million faces on a board? or Probably. No, it's more like, like in the sidebar. Like it shows like it's scrolling. Yeah. You know, of like how many people are like. Right, right. Got people it. Taking this class and I'm number 3,500 and. You have your little name and your whatever. Does the camera ever turn on at night when you're walking around in your underwear? Hey. <laughs> Probably. Talks to Alexa. Just having a shake. If Alexa, if Alexa tells it, it's something <laughs> worth, worth looking at. <laughs> hey, Tom, what are you eating over there? Oh, yeah. oh hey, Teach. Between what are you my doing? Nest camera, my Alexa, <laughs> that thing. Yeah, they're all watching. They don't <clears throat> have it's at bad. it. It's not, really, not much going on in my house. It's bad. It's bad. Is it bad? Yeah. Don't you think? No. I don't think you so. You like people listening in? And- Here's the thing. Here's the first. Yeah, I don't mind 
people hearing me, whatever. What about talking. when you're fighting when you're w- with your wife? That's fine. <laughs> uh, the, the thing that's really good that, that <clears throat> I, gave me pause was, oh, so they're sharing the information that you're talking about and scanning at the supermarket. Uh, so the insurance company will be like, okay, so you want a policy? Well, here's what you've eaten in the last. Uh, you, you buy a, a ton of Oreos, cheese doodles, and Slim Jims, and uh, a pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So it seems like uh, you may be lying to us about your policy. Like, that they're going to start, mm-hmm. you know oh, what sure. I mean? The, the, so then we have ghost kind of buyers. <clears throat> right, right. right. We get a ghost buyer. Go in yeah. there and buy all of the shit oh, for us. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who's That's eating what, that food? Yeah, but, like, that kind of an intrusion, like, to use... I guess anything that's going to prevent you from lying to companies right, might, might right. be not as much fun. I don't like the DNA ones. You know, um, yeah. my, my partner, John, freely gave his DNA away mm-hmm. to a company. His and his daughters. My whole family's done it but me. <clears throat> they can make another you eventually at some point when they want to make some Tom Papa clones. Yeah, I guess Cash so. in. Yeah. <laughs> Take them on tour. <laughs> <laughs> Hit six countries at once. Yeah. Six hotspots. <laughs> Send him to Wuhan. Number three. You're <laughs> Number three's Wuhan. dead. <laughs> you, got oh, well. you got the coronavirus. <laughs> Number one's at home <laughs> on a laptop. Just make six more and send them out. Yeah. Nobody knows. It's going to be fine. <laughs> hey, what's going on with your car? After you were on last, you were. You, what did you have that I we have were a Tesla. Tra- no, there was some part of a vintage car oh, that you had me tracking down. <laughs> of the Volkswagen. Oh, the, right. You have a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, I have a Volkswagen Beetle. From uh, what 67, year? 67. And I wanted the little handle, the top of the handle of the gear shift. Uh-huh. Oh, the knob. Yeah, the knob that had a uh, that had a um, a little uh, insignia on it, and I haven't found that. You still? Yeah. I didn't find it? No. <laughs> <laughs> you you would think that's it. an easy find. Yeah. Well, you know where we're going to find it? Saturday. At the lit show. There's a show. The Volkswagen show? There's a, it's a Porsche show, but there's a lot of vintage Volkswagen that you'll find. This is exactly what the lit show is about. Right. It's called the lit show, Porsche lit show and meet. It's where it's at the Hilton or the Hyatt. Keep your Zuckerman. eye open for me. You're not even listening. Yes, I am. He's on his phone. The Hilton or the Hyatt? <laughs> it's at the Hilton, sir. It's at the Hilton. It's always so, been at the Hilton, sir. Okay, so it's like seven to what? Like two? Yes. And so it's... it's Parts guys from all around the world right. with the most obscure parts. There's a ton of Volkswagen stuff there. Even if it's not there, there'll be a guy who'll go, here's my card. I will get this for Some you. Some guy Keep brings your eyes his open moldy box, and he, he, he brings his treasures <laughs> <to the> antique <laughs> road show. And it's the same stuff he's had every year for 20 years, and yeah. he never sells anything. And then finally someone walks in. comes along, yes. Yeah. We don't know. We're going to – maybe this show, that show is already aired, but uh-huh. Zuckerman and I are going down there with the, uh, with the little kit. I'm going to remember to turn it on this time. <laughs> nice. And we're going to do a tour of the Lit Show, which we've never done. Oh, that's a good it's, idea. It's all the Porsche celebrities. Uh, I think Pat Long will have been on or will be on. Magnus will be down there. Very cool idea. But do you have a picture of this part? Um, if I, I might. After I might we're done. Please, I'll, that would be I'll send it to you. This is we because neither of us have anything to look for. So this would be really <laughs> fun be great. to try and find it. All right. I'll try and uh, take a picture. Jerry's not coming out, right? This is a shame because there's always one or two guys. <laughs> That have traveled all the way from Europe right. with a special envelope or toy or something yeah. Yeah. that they want to present to yeah. Jerry. They don't know that he usually just tosses it. But you're right. But this is <laughs> yeah, like something so he doesn't. Important. He keeps some of it and uh-huh. then he passes it off to us. Yeah. <laughs> you want this? And I go, sure. I've got some nice stuff that he was handed. Is there anything that you would be excited to see there that you would get? Over, uh, you know, well, I've been doing this. Jerry told me about it in the 90s. So I've, I've pr- 
pretty much gotten everything. The posters, yeah. the steering wheels, the bumpers for the yeah. my 58 Speedster. Is I, that a bummer that you reached like the end? No. This to me is really the first uh, meeting of all the crazy car Porsche people of the year. Okay. The beginning of the car season, the official right. And it's it's a real insider thing, and it's really small. Uh-huh. And it's I, I find Zuckerman, correct me if I'm wrong. It's more of a social event yes, these it's days, like, right? It's like the first debutante ball of the season. Right, Could all the goofballs <laughs> yeah. are there. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and there's uh, there are a bunch of mo- I'll buy a bunch of models for the kids, right. which is fun. Right. I got no wall space left. Yeah, and you know, hopefully, <laughs> I'll be surprised by something that I didn't know existed. I like ashtrays, uh-huh. but I bought three last year, right. and I use them to smoke cigars with. And I'm only <laughs> using one of them. My Bosch, my beloved Bosch cigar ashtray, nice. That's cracked but not broken, and I have a couple of Volkswagen ones behind it. That's I, good. you know, I taught. Uh, by the way, my son, who's uh, very young, to drive on a Volkswagen Beetle this past mm-hmm. weekend. Oh, no way. <laughs> He's 12. That's great. And uh, oh, How much fun was that? It was a perfect car to teach someone how to drive manual on, right? right? right. Just no torque, 48 horsepower. Yeah, just put her around. And it was really, really Tricky fun. gears, though. Tricky, like, right? That dog it's, leg. It's a little, yeah. Yeah, but, I, you know, if you can do that. Yeah. I just thought maybe he's a little young to do. <laughs> Were you yeah, 12 in the neighborhood? At the airport. That's when I saw it with the FAA watching. (laughs) Where President Trump lands. (laughs) No problem. Not right there. (laughs) Near there. Like kind of around the corner from there. Yeah, where a 12-year-old out of control definitely could have gone. We were laughing about the explanation. Well, he's... This where he's only twelve. <laughs> you have a twelve-year-old uh, on an airport on a tarmac, <laughs> not on a tarmac. We were nowhere near the tarmac. <laughs> nowhere near. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No, I respect the rules of Santa Monica Airport, and I love Santa Monica Airport. I would yes, never indeed. violate them in that way. Absolutely not. I've done a couple launch controls <laughs> for Jerry, which is fun on his aisle, but that's different. A launch control? Yeah, yeah. Launch control is when you, uh, you know, in some of these new Porsches, it's a way to kind of accelerate the car quickly, automatically. Uh, so the engine automatically revs up to like 6,500 RPM. Uh-huh. Your foot's on the brake, and the second you let off, all hell breaks loose. <laughs> it modulates yeah. perfectly for the perfect zero to yeah. 60 time. Yeah, wow. yeah. That's great. And we're going to be doing that in a variety of cars, Zuckerman. I think uh, Mercedes is sending some stuff for us to drive. Oh, nice. To the, sh- to the lit show, I'm going to be driving a Koenig C62. That'll be insane. <laughs> <laughs> you may you can check it out. Matt Farrer did a one take with it, and it really put him off. It was he said you can't see anywhere, and I you know I asked the owner, uh, this guy Jen I know who's in the Porsche community. I said you you know I can I drive this into the valet circle? And he said go ahead. And I go is the clearance going to be fine? This let me show you this car. It's a big red race car, and he said just do it. What do you think about that? Oh, no. Well, I mean, I think it, it, it's telling that everyone in the world is driving this car but him. He just has put it out there hoping that it just gets destroyed. No, he uh, shares it with he everybody. Shares it. Yeah, there it is right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Batmobile. Right? And I think we should follow that with the horse, with the, with the Volkswagen Beetle, the police car. Oh, well, I thought maybe you would ride with me. You and I could ride in this thing. And we'll die together. (laughs) I think I might need your eyes and ears because otherwise you can't see out of it. There's another issue with the car. Apparently it has um, these these special door hinge locks. Oh, so if we crash, we die? 
If you yeah, catch on fire, you can't get yeah, out. The, yeah, if, if, if we crash and the power goes down, we're not getting out of that thing. Oh. I'm not getting that fucking thing. <laughs> Come on. Fucking crazy. Those are well, we can, what do they call the? What do they call that? The uh, oh, A lock? Yeah. Death? <laughs> Premature death? death. <laughs> <laughs> You're locked in. Third degree burns? Yeah, death lock. What are you looking it's, for? <laughs> can you think of anything better? There could, is there any better way it's to die? Screaming, clawing at the plexiglass. <laughs> they die doing what they love. That's a yes. phrase I cannot stand. Yeah. Nobody wants to die doing what they love. They love it. They don't want to die doing it. But that would be us. No, I think we can, and I think we can drive with the doors a little open and just kind of leave them cracked in case we get hit in the side. They might close. And Who I, has this, this car? This is a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> Who's giving you this? Who, who, somebody who doesn't want to be in it. <laughs> Someone who knows better. Someone who made he actually does. He actually does want to be in it, but uh, he's giving it to us, and he's very generous to do that. Um, in SoCal? Yeah, it's going to be right here. All right. And we will be at that lit show, and it's too late. You guys have already missed it. I read well, something Well, I'll send you the you. little picture of my, my little thing that I'm looking Your for. Knob. We're going to find it. Um, that would be great. This this special of yours is up, right? Yeah, it's been streaming for the last couple of weeks. How uh, how do you get a stand-up special like that? What do you do? Do you uh, tell call jokes for a long time? And... But does someone approach you, or do you go to them and go, I'm ready to do this? Um, you ask them, and your agents are poking around and where we, where it becomes time for the next special and where are you going to do it? Okay. You know, and, and then you try and find a home for it. And where have you done it before? Um, I've done them for uh, comedy central. I've done it for epics, that channel epics, but that, nothing and, like Netflix, right? No, right. the impact of Netflix is so much greater. It Why? really, it just, it's just the, where everybody watches and Global. It, you could just tell the impact of it immediately was just really off the charts like what is different you're getting hawaiians reaching out to you or? yeah just like you know all the gigs are coming in and just on social media people are sharing it so much that, oh, wow. this was the first thing i've done where word of mouth was like it had a real big impact it hit you know and everybody gets it on their system and then everybody telling everybody else you got to watch this you got to watch this wow you gotta watch wow this. like that was the first time like that it a special of mine really resonated like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's really. And and are you getting fans now from other countries in uh, these coronavirus yeah. destroyed <laughs> villages? <laughs> I've seen it uh, downloaded in uh, <clears throat> Dutch. People are really putting it up in Spanish. How do you know? How can you see where it's downloaded? Instagram people. Oh right. People just send you. I, I'm watching you now. Oh, that's in fun. The Netherlands, yeah. Or I'm watching <clears throat> you here, and and it, they show my little. Ca- it's on their laptop and on or their TV, and it's me talking with. Dutch captions underneath it. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They, uh, they've they really managed to get this Peloton of comedy thing down Netflix, right? Right. Yeah. It's like, we don't go to the comedy club anymore. We'll just turn on the TV on Saturday night and but watch you and Then they come Chappelle. out, though. It's, a, it's pretty amazing. Like, <clears> they, they do. They really, yeah, all my things that were on tickets with, uh, blew up when I was on, because really? it's all on tour, and looking at, you know, what's selling, what's, you know, not selling as we just started launching, and then as soon as the special hit, it just... All started to sell. Wow, that's great. Yeah, that's... They, they want to come out. You know, they, there's as much as a special is great, and the whole challenge in doing the special is to make it as close to the real live experience as you can. Right. You know, right. you don't want it to seem stilted. You want it to seem when you're watching at home that you're kind of watching it live. As close as you can get to that, it's still not live. You know what I mean? It's 
there's still an experience when you see someone live and catch the little facial expressions mm-hmm. and the energy there and so people know it's like a band, you know, it's like the album kicks ass, but to see right. it live is such a is a different part of that. So how long do you do when you go out? Like an hour fifteen. An hour fifteen? Yeah. And who do you have open for you? Um uh, rotating people, Paul Morrissey, Kira Sultanovich, Erica Rhodes. Oh kinda, yeah. Kind of rotates. All right. And then if it's in certain places, I've just been going out on my own and doing it, and that's fun, too. Just go do the whole hour and a half by myself. Yeah, just walk out and do it in these performing arts centers, and it's more like an evening with, you know? Right. And uh, I like that, too. Do you but, have a favorite place you like to do your show? Uh, no, it's kind of all over. It's wherever the weather's just a little bad. It, it, it generates <laughs> really? good people, yeah. The places I don't like doing as much are where the weather really is great and people have great days. <laughs> they're happy. Yeah. They're happy, they're sun-kissed. That's and interesting. They drank during the day and they're like, all right, you want to complain? We'll listen to you. Mm-hmm. But so you, go to, that... you go to Minnesota and they're like, yeah, they're right Maybe on board. They're like, yeah, we scurry from our car to our house and we get a couple days of sunshine. Yeah, we understand what you're talking about. <laughs> you want it? You have some grievances? <laughs> you, Air them out. Do you, when Jerry calls you now to open for him, do you say, "I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm too big, Jerry. I'm too big for you, and I can't do these gigs." No, you know, it's not, it's not a matter of being too big, but you know, I just kind of was going out on my path, and you know, right, just doing my own thing. And uh, I miss it, though. I miss the It's hang. so much fun. I, right. I, he has the best gigs in the world. Yes. And they're just and they're so professional in the way they do them and the audience they attract. It's just, yes. There is nothing. It and is, the fun that surrounds the weekend. And it's the greatest people hanging with him and Kevin. And it's just it's so great. Am I right in assuming there's no other comedy little group like that on the weekends? Uh, no, I mean, but because they really, he really knows how to have fun. It's I know, like a, it's but you, set, go, you travel the right way. Yeah, it's all set up the great. I mean, it's there's it, movies. I there's a million meals. Felt like I would go in, like on a spa. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not kidding. Really, <laughs> you didn't. I didn't have to think about a thing. And it right, was, you knew you were going to be fed at the right time. Yep, you're going to be having just laughter with your friends <laughs> and you can show up at a movie and then you're on stage and yeah you're back in a beautiful hotel and I, i'm telling you i tour and go to the same cities that i went to yeah, years yeah. with jerry and it's a, a whole different town it is you because now you're in the airport you're you're oh, getting right. to the hotel you have to figure out when am i going to eat you've got to talk to the people about when you're going to go on like it's work it's like it's fun it's still great but me going it's his thing is so yeah, it's good. I'm it's telling solid. you, you would not have. To, you just don't worry about anything. But no, laughing. It's very rat packy. It's, it's a very it rat packy, but nicer. But nicer because they're responsible, and it's like you're not getting hammered late at night. Right, exactly. Right. It's like we're gonna breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's taking care of yourself. Cause Come here, babe. There's none of that stuff. Yeah. Oh no, man, I'm telling you, and that that part I really really miss. I mean, he's you know what am I? And then you have George Shapiro. Uh, his manager, yeah, who's gigs. what, 90? Yeah, yeah. Still there. Cheerleading <laughs> everybody the whole weekend, taking Energetic. breakfast orders. Yeah. It's such, oh my God. such fun. It is, it is the best tour. So that is like, that's the, that's the, I'm really grateful that I'm able to go and sell these theaters myself now. And it's good for my career in the long run. But missing, 
just hanging with those guys is really it's it's a that part I really How did you get through the last year without that knob is what I'm still thinking about <laughs> on this side of the knob. table. There's an ugly fat knob on it. It's just an ugly fat knob on there that's <laughs> kind of awkward. I could not live with myself until this thing was found and now you've <laughs> coronavirus infected me with this part search and I'm I'm telling you I'm not I've got a day of work here. I'm yeah. not going to be comfortable until I have a beat on where I'm getting this part. Zuckerman knows. Yeah, that's the difference. I don't I don't like this. I, <laughs> I want to be there as it's screwed on. And he and feels go, a relief. Oh. Like he burped yeah. or farted, and then it's all good. Oh, you I, wouldn't believe what I've been doing at my – because I've been writing up in my office up at the house. Oh, and yeah. to procrastinate, as a good writer does, yeah. I like to work on the house and get stuff done. And you – I was uh, I was out of things to work on at the house, and I started working on the street. I, had, <laughs> I am not lying. I had a DWP crew doing? there yesterday. I had them fixing leaks. I demanded they come out, and then I got the hard hat on, and I went out with them, and we plugged leaks. We dug like at least oh the size of this table down and plugged two water mains. Wow. Yeah. How did you know they were leaking? Like, because I was out doing some inspections. <laughs> when I pull out of the driveway, there's a puddle there, and it annoys the hell out of me. Oh, that's and then a I, real and then, then I found it, and then I was like, well, do I finish this treatment, or do I, do I get to the bottom of these leaks? <laughs> and boy, these DWP crews are great. What a bunch of great dudes. They work hard. Like, what do you guys need? Yeah. You want something to eat? You want, no, we're good. We think we know where it is. The guy and they drill down. And they have this long listening pole, Zuckerman, and they put one end in his ear yeah. and the other. But if you curlied him on the head, it would go right through his brain. It's like a sharp. And how and, great if you didn't have a thing you're supposed to be writing, you would you wouldn't have found any of this. Yeah, out. no, I know. But now <laughs> I'm out of things, and this is actually I'm happy that this knob has come along because I'm out of stuff to do. But the house, the first one, had been leaking for a year, and it was a gusher. So really? I would say the equivalent of. Uh, maybe half on in your bathtub with maybe the cold uh-huh. half on yeah just coming up and going down the street Jeez. and i kept reporting it and i'd forget about it yeah. and then think it was rain and the rest of it but i discovered it was my neighbor's house i said is he was he getting charged oh yeah yeah, yeah of course bill but it was no <laughs> oh, it was, it was someone else they would know that in yeah. the in the in the uh in the uh the the i'll tell you after I, yeah. but it's one of our famous motorsports guys who has been <laughs> You know, is long dead and is was charged, getting charged. <laughs> Just, do, do they get that money back? If they have somebody who's going to, you know, write and write. But you know how it, expensive water is, right? I understand that. Yeah, but it's unlikely here. that at their, at that stage of the game that anybody's going to take up that that charge. <laughs> what no, about man, you, Zuckerman? You know, I got enough problems with the DWP. <laughs> yeah. On the other side of it, I do know a friend with a podcast who was very free with posting on Instagram from his house and uh, talking about it ad nauseum on his podcast and he has to move now he does yeah because yeah people were showing up going oh yeah i thought this was where it was yeah <laughs> no, i know themselves just fans but yeah where it's like okay the well, the listeners why. aren't gonna right. do that they show up at bills in malibu we've we've created this little weekend uh-huh. place yeah where everybody can come and hang out with us and yeah. we can meet folks and we meet folks all the time from yeah. around the world it's nice it's That's a nice good, time when it's not where your children live <laughs> yeah no that yeah. we don't want to happen no you don't need that um before you go Yes, sir. I was doing a little research on you, oh, and I cool. came across this Steve Carell story that you told the uh, the Daily Beast. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> tell 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 us this story that because I, I don't remember. I remember Come to Papa, your yeah. sitcom. 
Yeah, that was but the I, first time I ever did anything on television. Right. I had done a set on Conan, mm-hmm. and people at NBC saw it, and we got into development for this show, and uh, which was kind of like classic, you know. Right. What you always think as a young comic, that should happen, right? Right. Uh, so I got into development on the show called Come to Papa, which was my first little sitcom, and we were going along pretty well, and Jeff Zucker was the uh, president right, at the right. time. And he really loved the show, and it all looked really great And as moving along. And the pilot, people really liked the pilot. It just seemed like we were just kind of sailing along naively. And then he left. Zucker left, and a new president came in. Kevin Riley came in and did not <coughs> like it. And wow. We were, we were the one show. They were going to put us on um, midseason. Right. And he so he comes in, and he inherits, inherits a couple shows and mine was one of them and you know new president is the oh, as the thing goes no. right screwed. i'm not gonna <clears throat> live or die on this isn't gonna be my first show right this right thing so but he kept it alive we kept, you know then we went into the balance of trying to keep it alive and make him happy and trying it on the air so you're always that's the tug and pull of development you know and he they called and said uh it was just me hanging out in my house with my wife. I'm a writer, and it's just fun time. John Sally played a uh-huh. mailman. It was like this crazy, just people hanging out. And he said it should have a workplace. Okay, we'll have a workplace. And then they called a little later and said, um, we have a deal with Steve Carell. We'd like to put him in your show. And the showrunner was like, I don't know if we put him on the show. We love him. He's great. And they really love him. They have a deal with him. So that's probably good for our show if we put him in it because that keeps him. They want him to work. Right, right. And, but is, where is Steve Carell at at that Steve moment? Steve Carell Are you... before Anchorman. Mm-hmm. He's, he's taping Anchorman. He had done – he had – been successful on the daily show okay so he's a guy he's correspondent like he's, yeah right. and he's he's valuable but he hasn't had his big hits yet you know so he's at your level then he's at my level a little more notoriety than i did well isn't know? that a little scary uh yeah well there was reasons for <laughs> trepidation for yes. sure but you know you don't know i didn't know <clears throat> no like, i know I don't know what you do that's in this a tough situation. call and you that's really needed call. somebody to say, you just say no and just live or die. Here's the lesson I learned at the end of the story. Okay. Is that you say no and if, if what do you mean I'm going to work in a newspaper? I, 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 Tom Papa has never worked in a newspaper. Right. I don't want to pretend to be an actor working in it. Like, what, is the, what show are we Where making now? Where did that now? come from? Anytime you say yes to that stuff, yeah. it's going to end up false and they're going to, it's going to weaken it and it'll end up flopping and they're going to kill it then right so right. have the balls <clears throat> to say no right here and right, die, right, right. so what's the worst that's gonna happen they're gonna kill it well they're going to kill it yeah anyway likely yeah so and take, they're gonna blame you for their take, dumb ideas right so take the hit there and show some conviction maybe you stand by what right. you really believe in and maybe you'll be successful right i don't know but that. you said yes to steve carell we said yes i would have said carell. yes too by the way yeah and then what happens uh, and and a little sidebar as we're ramping up to the end of the story. The other person I desperately tried to get to play my best friend was Rain Wilson, who was Dwight on The Office. And um, so I jumped it. So The Office is in development at the same time. Uh-huh. And they don't know who's going to be 
the lead guy in the American version of The Office, and they start interviewing Steve Carell for it <laughs> while we're making my show. <clears throat> and oh we're not boy. on the air or anything. We're just like yeah, yeah. fiddling around with scripts and trying to get it off the ground. And without us knowing it, they were already peeling him off and trying to figure out, oh, he would be the guy to be the uh, in The Office. Right. But they shot four, six episodes with me as him playing my boss. Oh. And he was, it was like the office character. He was this kind of bumbling boss who no one really and liked. And they can't do both. And he can't do both. No. And they kill my show oh. and put him in the, as the boss in the wow. office. And I only brought up Rain Wilson because, he, of course, he was the other guy. We tried, we brought him to network twice, desperately trying to get him to be the guy, and it just didn't work. Right, it, right. It just those inter- those auditions didn't really fly, but then so my thing got canceled, and then the office goes off to uh, great success. Wow! Yeah, what a story. We're pretty crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But it also the lesson, the positive lesson that I kind of learned from that. Uh, of course, I would have wanted to be the office, or I would want it. Yeah, I would have loved to have had a show for nine years. Right, but I learned the power of being a stand-up comedian. Because after all this turmoil and all this craziness and wondering, like, how, what am I going to do? What happens now? I, uh, within three months, I was driving back on that same lot to do stand-up on The Tonight Show. And, I, and I'm back on the network. It was at NBC. I'm, right, I'm back right. on the network. I'm, you know, and I realized, oh, if, don't ever let this stand-up go. Because right, right. all this stuff is pretty insane. You've right. got to get pretty lucky to make this thing work. You know, there's so many moving parts, but if I can just write material and be as great as I can, I do control that, and right. I will continue to be so on smart. TV. So that was the one, at least the the one good lesson. I know, well, I love that what you identify what I call the power of no. How right. to say no, and no can be your best friend <clears throat> and your ally, and people yeah, don't yeah. realize that. Yeah, but you, you get lost on these it, network yeah. shows. You get lost on them. There, there are a handful of moments where I go, oh, if I only... But you never know what would have happened. Even if you had said no, you never you don't, know you don't. What it, what's going to happen. But I will tell you, you this. Don't. You're doing great, Tom Papa. You're doing great, too, guys. Zuckerman, you're doing great. Well, thank you. You are doing great. Look <laughs> at us. No complaints. Look at this. I'm in the middle of an afternoon. No one's got a real great, real job to go it's to. Lovely. We're hanging out in these beautiful cars. And we're here. You know what friends. we're going to do? When we record here, let, we'll take a picture of uh, the, our guest in front of their favorite car. How about that, Zuckerman? Yeah, that's a good Fantastic idea. That's a, as a little hook yeah. yes. into the episode of Spike's Car Radio. Very well, cool. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you up. spreading the word. You guys got to check it out. Netflix, perhaps you've heard of it. Tom Papa's latest special. You're doing great, famous around the world. <laughs> Everyone's going to enjoy it, and then they're going to die of the coronavirus. It's going to be the Jerry last voice. special <laughs> that you'll Jerry. ever see. We're all dead, Spike. <laughs> Do you remember Jerry two weeks ago? <laughs> he goes, uh, I don't worry about viruses. I don't do that. Yes, That's not me, Bill. It's for the little people. That's for the little people. <laughs> little people die. <laughs> that, is, that is what I think when all this stuff happens. I'm like, what are the rich people doing right now to prepare? Well, <laughs> what special Z packs do they have? Everybody's getting this. Except <laughs> they're the all kids. fucked. Uh, you can get in touch with us if you want to advertise Spike Sky Radio. Just DM me. I'll put you in touch with Hangar 56, and uh, we'll see you next week on Spike Sky Radio. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.